Can you read 107 pages? Yes, I can read 107 pages. I'm on page 14. All right, it's fucking Buddy Bonanza. Bathroom edition. Bathroom edition. It's a variety show podcast about comedy, culture, connection, and sometimes these episodes are late. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes it snows. Yeah, you want to talk about the snow for a sec? How uh, distracting it was? How, uh, how much of it was a fucking blockade and what we wanted to do? Yeah, that's why we haven't put out an episode in a while. <clears throat> Over Valentine's Day weekend... Like, out of nowhere, foot and a half of snow, ice storm, crazy. The whole town just gets snowed under. A day or two later, power goes out for most of the city, (laughs) including at your house for a while. That was cool. My apartment for almost two full days. Mm. So Monday, the day after Valentine's Day, Sam and I wake up and it's like freezing. Lights don't work, nothing. It's all snowed out, nowhere to go outside, nothing. What are you laughing at? The thing about when I grew up, the joke. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, we're a little, um, there's a stupid thing I said right before we started to like make us laugh. I said, they never told me I had a click growing up. My neighbors never told me. <laughs> and it's not, it's not anything. Yeah, the reason I say that is because I want us to be in a good mood when we do these podcasts. So that just popped up in my head. I heard you talk about the snow, and I'm like, God, I'm fucking funny. My neighbors never told me. <laughs> they just wouldn't tell me. Anyways, that's not what this podcast is going to be about today. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to talk about momentum today. But first, we're going to and memento. Yeah, the movie. I don't feel Pierce. drunk. I don't know. Uh, so. Anyway, the snow put, yeah. it stopped everything for a few days, was, so we weren't able to see you or... Yeah, that was sad. So, so electricity, this is a funny week for me. So we were having this planned discussion about podcasts and like what we wanted to do it about, and it just so happens that life got in the way and made everything complicated with power outages. I remember one morning I woke up everything in my, everything in my fridge was warm so I threw it in a bag and I took it to work and I used the work fridge. I put all my groceries in the work fridge but as I was getting out of my apartment, I, uh, by the way I got the apartment that I wanted. I'm not sure if I mentioned that and if you hear a constant drip in the background it's because we're doing this podcast. In Uncle Jim's favorite apartment. Yes. Mine. With my the, bathroom specifically. The leaky faucet is in the background. That uh, we just got fixed. So I wake up Shit's out. My I think my phone's dead. Uh, you know, one of those one of those mornings, and I go to the fridge. Everything's warm. I'm like, fuck it. Let's throw it in the bag. I I take the bags out, and and I have to go through my hallway, which is pitch black. I'm feeling my way towards the staircase. I have three flights of stairs. I'm just walking step by step, like holding onto the stairwell, like. That's and then I get my fucking car stuck in the ice in the parking lot of my and like that's how I started one of my days. I'm like. I would just be so happy to have, um, I would show so much gratitude when things would go back to baseline. So it was, it was novelty for a day or two, but by day three, four, like major inconvenience. 
Big time. And and it's nowhere near like Texas. Like their water drink, their drinking yep. water down there is fucked. Like Dude, Texas been, got hit terrible. Yeah, four degrees, even maybe even less. Like they, they got real bad. But um I guess gratitude for what we have right now. We have electricity and a leaking running faucet nearby. That gym just got fixed. Oh my god, let's update them on gym. You moving out. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Uh, let's start. Oh, Jimbo, he eats our gumbo. Jimbo can seriously eat my gumbo. All right, so point. Jared doesn't live here anymore, so he doesn't have to deal with Jim, the landlord. So Jim came down from his high horse in Washington when uh, Jared moved out because Chris moved out too recently. So two units were vacant. So Jim came down and was fixing up your old apartment unit. <laughs> And discovered that you had installed and you moved in a tiki bar, a Margaritaville in your kitchen. Yeah. So it looks like a Margaritaville tiki bar. And Jim didn't know about it. So you you moved out. You get a text from Jim. <laughs> What's it say? Well, to put it into context, there was like a 73-year-old woman that was living in my apartment for 11 years prior. And he said to me... <laughs> Hey, did you install that Margaritaville Tiki Hut in the kitchen? Or was that Claire, the 73-year-old lady that was living there before? And I could have easily passed the buck and been like, oh, I don't know. I thought you, you know, like, Claire's in Mexico now. Like, it could have easily been that. But uh, I end up saying, uh, no, I, I wanted to add a nice touch to the place. And then he's like, did you also install this fishing wire that connected to an addict? It hurt my thumb when I was, <laughs> when I was undoing that. And I said, God, no, I wouldn't do that. I've never even been in that addict. And then he says to me, both were dumb things to do. Both hurt in different ways. <laughs> so, guys, and then he says, if you want to build Margaritaville, make sure you own the place before doing that. Um, he's... That fucker is just like I didn't bring sand in there. He seriously can eat my gumbo. <laughs> Both hurt. I I tried to pull on it and I hurt my thumb. <laughs> yes. Like you're the landlord. Did you put a, a hook on a string? But like, I mean, a landlord's telling I you that my thumb. they both hurt. So I hurt him emotionally by leaving the tiki bar up. Like, oh my God. he completely gutted my apartment. Like, it would have oh, taken... Oh, there's nothing in there, yeah. No, it would have taken maybe all of two minutes to unscrew that fucking Margaritaville thing I built up. Like, um, anyways, that's just a recap on uh, gumbo, gumbo yeah. soup. Um, you must love not living here. Oh, fuck. Oh, that was cool. Um, oh, also, uh, I'm in love, people. You better believe it. He finally came out, everyone, and uh, professed his adoration for me. The Alpha. So Alex and I are in love, but we're also in love with our respective partners. Uh, oh, yeah, let's go with that. That's what you're going with, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I met a, met a... Yeah, 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 I met a girl recently, and uh, just the the sense of humor, the uh, the emotional availability, all the things that blend like that just what i was looking for was found in this one partner so we've been uh we've been hanging out the last couple of weeks and um yeah it's it's it feels good to uh it feels good when the hunt is over man it's just such a wild dating during this i'm just so glad it lined up the way it did because she's fucking cool man you know i think i think i got a good feeling about this one especially if you're a terrible hunter <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I'm not very good. 
I got my I got my zip ties in my plastic bag, and that doesn't go so far. So we met Samantha, and I met this elusive woman who had stolen our man's heart. So Jared moved out like two weeks ago. The second he moved out, he meets this girl online, and we haven't seen him until just yesterday for the first time. Maybe one time he stopped by for like a second. But uh, basically right when you moved into your new apartment was when this happened. You met in person and uh, apparently things got pretty uh, heated pretty quick. Yeah, um, I don't want to put her on blast in a way, but let's just say like she said something really funny. Like we talk about funny things like clams. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of them. <laughs> yes, clams. And, and she said, I knew right away, like I think, oh, this is actually really cool. This ties into our podcast. So we just did a Rolling Stones episode. And that night, after we finished recording... That's what that episode was about? <laughs> that and something earthly... Let's just say we were fun guys. I was a fun guy. That episode. And so I, I Alex like, why don't you just go... Because I didn't know... She, she wrote me a really funny message that only like my friends and I would laugh at. And, and so she initiated it. And I'm glad she did. So... We get to a point where um, I'm like, I was kind of like, I don't know what to say. Like, how does this progress? I was like, just ask her her fucking favorite Rolling Stones song. She gives me two songs. One was pretty obscure. I didn't think that like anyone knew of it. And uh, I'm going to burp again. Anyway, um, and so things started getting, phone calls were made back and forth, like hours on the phone. I'm like, this girl gets it. And it was like, it's like me dating Alex if Alex was a female and like less hairy. <laughs> And that's what I've always written down in my journal. She like, sounds hot. Yeah, not as tall as you, but um, so I, I so think you're basically saying you're in love with me by way of. But in order, but you keep existing better. You're flourishing because you know that someone loves you. Beta. <laughs> anyway, so we want to talk a little bit about gratitude for this whole situation, and I want to get into a little bit of gratitude. But more importantly, the momentum, because a lot of things happened in the last month. So, gratitude. Maybe we should talk about the benefits, perhaps. Of okay. course. Um. So, people, so I think a good way of, a good rule of, of thumb is living in between that golden mean of gratitude and between gratitude and contentment and, and between self-scrutiny and self-compassion, right? Not going too hard on yourself, but pushing yourself enough, appreciating what you got, Um but just the general sense of livelihood in that where, you know, your immune system, your heart, your, your decreased uh, blood pressure, your energy levels, social well-being, self-esteem, and capacity for forgiveness, all of that can really help, uh, you know, showing gratitude, being in the moment, kind of uh, heighten that spirituality in that sense. And that those are a lot of really good benefits, especially having gratitude for simple things like a running faucet or electricity perhaps right mm -hmm. so i think it really hit us uh, and also gratitude for like the level of dialogue we have in our friendship when we thought like mm -hmm. when all this crazy shit was happening this week all we had to do was open that line of communication and the gratitude knowing it's reciprocated you know what i mean there's a sense of like oh okay i get where he's coming from and i get where he's coming from mm -hmm. So that's my piece on uh, gratitude. What have you been... It's like we talked once before about uh, like when you are sick, like got the flu or something, you're vomiting or diarrhea or something, you can't keep down water. Mm -hmm. All you want, this happened to me 
a couple times last year or two years ago, like, all you want is to not feel like shit. All you want literally is to drink a glass of water and just sit, you know, not asking a lot. And then so when you finally just get back to baseline health, you know, it's best, feels great. Losing power for like two days was like that. Like the first day was kind of, eh. The next, you're like, okay, holy shit. Like I need electricity in my life. Like I can't live without electricity. Right. Can't do it. Like it was fun. Could do it for a day. Moving into two days, like, no, you need to be connected to the internet for jobs. There's also snow outside. You can't drive anywhere. There's no public places open because of COVID. So there's literally nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. So on that second day when there was still no power, like, we had to get back to work. So we took the bus over to Stephens and, like, walked the last mile so we could, because he had power at his place, so we could, like, all at least be in the internet. So that's another one, like, there's so much to be grateful for, things you wouldn't think about, like electricity. Like, yeah. why do I need to be thankful for you? You're always here. Well, without it, you're fucked. Yeah, pretty like, much, you're fucked. You're uh, fucked without it. You're fucked, almost as fucked as Jimbo's gumbo. Chill, that's the spicy gumbo. I was, I had gratitude, so last night we were all able to get together, and it was, the stars were aligning, and um, there was a, a point where... Um, I think we're all in the elevator. And that's right, we're all in the elevator. We went outside to go get some fresh air, let's just say. And we we're all f- yeah. yeah fun guys. Yeah, we were fun guys. And so we all had a um we all had our partner. We had Stefan come over with his partner, Alex and Sam, and me and Jackie, and we were all in our Ooh, name drop it's fine. Spoiler. Spoiler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah, so Jackie and Jared sitting in a tree, F U C K. C E R Y crayon. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. C R A Y O N. Yeah, crayon. So we're all like going up. I mean, I only have three. I'm on the third floor, so we're all in our like little corners of the elevator holding on to our respective lovers. That's what this podcast is about love. It is now. And uh, and Alex, like, quick, grab your partner. We, we will never do this again. Because it's so very rare that we all have a significant other together in the same room at the same time. It's never happened. It's never like, happened. You were dating Ava. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, first of all, I never saw you anywhere near as excited as you've been about Jackie. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see you, like, I'm sure you yourself are, like... It's new. It's new all Very around. new. So it's funny for us as, like observers from being your neighbor for so long and all last year like you know many times we bitched about money and angry girls and the fucking protesters and everything right yes, like yes some episodes were kind of whiny about everything like the yeah that's a good way to put it whiny yeah, yeah. Like, eh, but um then in the past couple months i mean your life compared to six months ago or even four months ago you know it's like ways you couldn't imagine, obviously, because what all three major things happened in your life? Yeah, so the three things for me, the big ones were the the new job was the catalyst for everything. Mm-hmm. That really set up, and this is tying perfectly into momentum, Yep. and we'll talk about that here shortly. So it was a new job, it was a new place, a new diet, a new girlfriend, all within a month of each other, and... I think having gratitude, knowing in the sense where, you know, we sometimes, you know, we think we have to take giant leaps to get where we need to go ahead. Like you have to see large, drastic changes. But ultimately, what I want to get to is um, I kind of want to. Okay, so for setting the stage for this. 
those were all big things that happened to me recently. But I had to be, I mean, fuck, dude. I said this before in another podcast, but I I was patient and disappointed for far too long. Yeah. <laughs> far too long. And I kind of had to get myself to a point where what is, I needed, I needed some movement. And I always mention this. I'm like, I'll get money, I'll get funny again. The National quotes that, or the National came up with that, but like, that makes so much sense because that gets the ball rolling. You have to make one move for things to snowball. So I kind of envision momentum is this analogy. So lend your ears, people. I got a story to share with you. All right, imagine if you will, an archipelago. Okay, I'm there (laughs) as I look at my toilet. (laughs) There's many of those in water, right? Is there a waterfall instead? There we go. Archipelago, many islands. And I think what needs to happen before any sense of movement or action takes place is asking yourself why. What is the end goal? What is the vision you see? Um, And I think having that be the meaningful life, the most impactful way, intentional living you can, have that be the North Star and have every island along the way be the goals, right? So you got an archipelago of islands, and you're kind of going island to island, learning new tasks, skills, um, hobbies, interests, uh, philosophy, whatever, history, whatever it might be for you. But you're moving, you're, you're gathering momentum. There's something, you're, you're bringing a souvenir to the new, to the new island. And, but I think really ultimately identifying what you are wanting to move towards. I mean, it sounds very cliche and trite to say, but... I, being specific about, okay, like I want to be a better whatever, X, Y, Z. So what I want to do is talk about a few things that I think is super helpful in getting yourself there, demonstrating that, you know, this is something that you're interested in doing. Let's start it off. So I think power of habit is a huge one. And these are, are no in particular order, but the power of habit, you know, good habits don't disappear. You need a baseline level of foundation in terms of, you know, what can you do every day? What can you add to the next day that you can be consistent, on time, punctual with doing? Power of habit is a good one. Do you have any, uh, do you have any powers of habit? Do you have anything that you do that's habitual for you that kind of gets you to baseline? Like, you know, like, is it cleaning for you in the morning sometimes or coffee or? Uh, First thing first is meditation. Mm -hmm. I do that when I'm like brewing the coffee and it's just 10 minutes. But lately I also started a new job too. So for my past week, it's been like, training online doing all this and so I found you know when I'm even though I haven't got started like paid yet I'm still doing the training but it's like hours and hours of training like you do want to be good at it mm-hmm. um I've noticed that feels really good to be like back in the motion of like I've never just had like a sales job remotely you know and that would be cool so just trying to set up my whole life every day and it feels good That's definitely awesome. yeah yeah I uh as I'm doing it, like, I love being back in work, like, having little thing I am working at, because sometimes I'm in my head and being like, okay, I have some money, but I'm not, like, making anything. I'm kind of just, like, another idle day. So, just to move in any direction, and so this is my first job in a while that I'm, like, very stoked about. It's like, okay, I'll put my head down. Let's do this. Let's try it out for a couple of years, at least. Like, let's see what's up. Yeah. It be, could be really good. It's good to have that traction. Like, I know I'm working towards that, so it's like, cool, all right, it kind of helps get out of my head, like, this is something I'm doing, I like doing, I'm thinking about it when I'm not doing it, mm-hmm. kind of, like, cool, all right. So I was thinking, like, my, I want my whole life to be this, like, five things, four things, Samantha, work, uh, friendship, family, 
reading. Like, just kind of always be doing one of those four. That's awesome. See what I'm saying? Like, just be working. If I'm not working, then just be with Samantha. Or just be reading. Like, just break up into four pieces. I've got everything I need. Right, right. I've got deep friendships, and, uh, you know, I'm very happy with my partner. And opportunity to be working from home. So it's like, why don't I just, just be dedicating this so I could get good at my job, make maximum amount of money sure. with like making it work and like awesome, using my brain. And I'm not doing that with my partner as my partner. Not doing that reading for reading. Being with friends and family, making time for them. Just those. I love you say that. I love when you say that because I think you're saying you have enough. Right. And, oh yeah. And and you're not you're not in the rat race to keep trying to gain, 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 garner, 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 because there's a certain point where like that pursuit of happiness or pursuit of anything, like that's kind of what I was talking about with like um a little bit earlier I mentioned like the um the self scrutiny and, and self compassion, like pushing yourself but not pushing yourself too far and having like what you're talking about, these kind of monoliths, like these four monoliths or pillars that you you want to build up equally each one. If you're, okay, invest time in this. Okay, when that feels secure and stable enough, you want to invest in these other four things rather than being in the deep end, just fucking paddling to save your life, like holding on to a buoy because you think that's the only thing you've got. You're saying there's four things that you work like. So if, if one of those, you can start seeing, you can start identifying like, okay, one of those things is starting to falter. The foundation's getting a little crumbly. You're going to invest your time to repair. If it, it's meaningful to you, you're going to, if it's impactful to you, you're going to get in there and you're going to fucking figure that out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I, I think, I think because because you've already identified what your North star is. Those mm-hmm. are those pillars that you're, that you're mentioning. And so power habit is really awesome. I, I think, um, I do think it needs to start with why, like, what are we doing this for? You know, having enough. I mean, there's a whole desire for desires thing that the Buddhists would get into. And, you know, we're not, we're not materialistic people, so it's easy for us to be like minimalist, kind of like mm-hmm. these are the four things I want to focus on and get really good at. Master the craft of that. And and not in an egocentrical way, more of like it's a connection to the item, right? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not to boost the ego in any way. Um, but also, uh, so Jackie came up with this one. It was funny. She, because uh, we're going to be, we want to start going on runs together, um, you know, doing a little more wholesome fit activities. It's, it's, it's a new thing for me. I haven't had a partner to share this with before, but... Um, she calls it accountability, buddy. So like accountability, buddy, mm-hmm. but having someone there who collect, like there's a collective accountability, someone there to help push you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one to have. So we got power of habit, accountability, and action, and actionable something. That's the next move. Like it's got to be actionable. You got to be going from island. You got to actually be putting in the steps and swimming to island to island to gather the ultimate like going towards the ultimate goal like that's once the goals have been established and you know where you're headed like you know even if you're fucking shipwrecked and you got to swim to the next island like you're still making the steps like it's it's what you're saying like you knowing that like okay i want to get good at this job like i gotta get i gotta get my practice and i it feels good to start investing in something like that and i think that's that little piece of momentum the, the physical steps taking in that really helps it, it helps create the action. The, the, the momentum creates the action. And also in line with that is um, having your short-term actions aligning with your long-term values. And so it, all we have is this moment. And if you take that approach for every day is all I have is this moment, you're using those little chunks, those intervals of time 
in that moment presently to put into a fund or you're, you're allocating your stock into something greater that's outside of you. And it just takes those little intervals, like meditating in the morning. Perfect example. You're investing in your mental health. You're investing in your concentration and effort into life in general. And that's how you show up best in your relationships when you feel the most baseline centered. Like, um, and then also in terms of momentum, the last thing, environmental design. Now that sounds pretty cool. I sound like an architect saying that, don't I? Yeah. Do you know what that's about? I'll tell you what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about stuck in the fridge if you're trying to eat healthy, you know? You want to have some healthy foods in there? You want to play guitar? Have the guitar nearby you. Have a room specifically for meditation, for example. Or, hey, you want to get, you want to start running? Put your running shoes by the door. Keep things in a positive way that are visible to you. Out of sight, out of mind. If it's out of mind, then it's not necessarily something that you're going to want to jump into. It's got to be, it's got to be designed in a way that makes sense. So, taking rid of toxicity, Less distractions, the better. Get off the social media bullshit. Get off that goddamn hedonic treadmill, motherfuckers. And apps on the phone. Little things like that. Little little intervals, little chunks that maybe in the moment it doesn't seem like a great thing. But like over time, if you were to multiply this by the days and the minutes you save on not doing the bullshit. Good intake. Cut off the bad intake. Um, honestly, that's that's it. And like, and, uh, fuck, who was it? Uh, I think it might have been. Didn't write down the name of the person. I think it's George Harrison that says this, but if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Identify the North Star, figure out what the what the purpose is, what you want to live towards, what you value for a meaningful life. Set up the island, set up the goals in the way that makes sense. Keep that traction, right? Action is in the word traction. Keep the traction, keep the movement going, the wheels spinning, not in a circular matter, but more of a you know, beeline sort of fast matter. Um, yeah, and I think honestly, like philosophy being like helpful and like the stoic approach to this is like philosophy kind of helps build the boat in a way. Like it for me at least, like it helps me understand like building the boat. And the more I learn, it's more of like I'm building the sails, and that helps me kind of identify what the islands are, but also help me kind of figure out what's important worth stopping off at because sometimes you go to an island in search of booty i <laughs> is that a peg leg or are you just excited to see me yeah i'm rated r <laughs> i i want to give you 0. 0.5 for that one r <laughs> so you're at four just so you know hi <laughs> uh that's my piece on momentum and uh you know i think what do you got? How about this? Tell me what you think about momentum. What does it mean to you, Alex? Well, I've been thinking more in terms of like, um, you know, I've mentioned four things in my life now that I am knowing that I'm just going to commit to this job. I'm not going to go anywhere with Samantha. It, like also physically, you know, we're in the apartment. Mm. Yeah, I don't really see that changing over the next like 10, 20 years, you know, in some way or another, I'm sure. Unless I am out and about, but with COVID and all that, who knows? Like, a lot of jobs are being online. Who's to say, of course, but just for the time being. So it's Samantha, work. I know I love reading, and then I know I want to be better at friends and family. Like, those four things, if I'm not doing any one of those, I've worked down. Like, if I'm doing any one of those things, I should be doing it 100%. 
So working, I'm working 100%. I'm not doing anything else, right? I can shut that piece of my brain off that sometimes you're floundering about when you're in between islands, like yes. in the really far away islands, you can't see them, and you're just like, eh, maybe I'll just do nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So eliminating all those. So when you are doing that activity, like sometimes I'll read a book and I'll read like two, I just read the same page like three times. Like I'm not really there because I'm just reading the same thing over. I couldn't tell you what I'm I'm glad I'm not alone in that, yeah. Yeah, no, I think everyone is like yeah. that, but... Uh, you know, so if you are just, I know I want this, relationship, work, friends, family, whatever your things are, you know, cat, uh, writing, dancing, whatever. When you do it, you can kind of like give yourself credit, like, okay, I'm doing one of the four, so I can give this my full attention. And then momentum of doing that with every pillar, like, that's feeling really good about doing something a lot, you know, mm -hmm. in your environment, like, that's going to, momentum will present itself like physically that in that sense too. That's my goal. That's definitely my goal because I'd love to be able to like read better, you know, like get into it. I'd love to be able to be like just crushing it, my job, making money. I'm not thinking about it. Right. But right now I'm just thinking about like, fuck, I, I hope I'm going to be okay at it. Like I want none of that. I want it to just be like, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm crushing it, crushing it with my, you know, partner, fucking crushing a hundred books a year great relationship with my mom and dad and all my friends and now I'm able to like go on vacations and stuff because like yes. I'm living in that like high yes. momentum now and that's my goal that's what I'll be working toward that vision for myself because like also growing up like this just any road will get you there right you know so definitely forms some direction for sure and just take it yeah and I think I think the indifferent universe will, like, I think if you're too lofty with your goals, if you don't know what it is and you're like, well, I just want to be happy. Like, I think that's a problem. When people just say, I just want to be happy because happiness is a fleeting feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, uh, in terms of like mind, like mind states, like, you know, or mindsets, it's just like happiness is equivalent to the, the, the interval of time that takes place when you're happy versus sad or complacent or hungry or irritable it's all just a relative number of time you're not any less of yourself necessarily it's just that and that all we have is the moment so in that moment you are those things like you are those things like there's no reason to defy it and betray that but i think the baseline of what we should be reaching in terms of goals and, and islands and, and momentum is is that is that is that seeking in, in the most simplistic way, seeking wisdom, experience, or connection. And I, and I keep harping on this, and, and I'm going to keep, because it's such an experience being traveled for you, right? Connection with all those people, with work, friends, your relationship. Um, the experience it takes with, um, and wisdom it takes with reading a book and getting lost in a book. Like, how many books do we walk away with that are, that are nonfiction, or even sometimes fiction, that, like, you walk away with some sense of wisdom, you're just like, fuck like that's at least compassion for people right like mm -hmm. um there's a lot to be gained there and i think i think the problem is we we kind of conflate a few things we can conflate happiness with these these lofty goals and, and what it is to be like what is the right actions to take every day to get there and i i don't think i don't think the rat race necessarily is if that is if that is all it takes to you for you to like be happy or or feel like that's your purpose is Go to work, go home, get up, go to work. Go, like, that's it. Like, there's got to be a few pillars set up. Don't you agree? In mm -hmm. terms of, okay, yes, I invest this time into work, but allocating, don't lose time in the frivolous. 
don't lose time in the veneer of the, the bullshit scrolling and all this. Get your time back and have it be more productive in a way that you can at least, at the very least, identify what you want your pillars or, or islands, whatever the analogy you want to use to be. Set aside some time. And, and I, think, I think that will help you because then you'll start seeing those little tiny actions, those little movements, micro movements becoming macro over time. And I, I think we kind of lose sight of that when we get distracted with uh, our weapons of mass distraction that we have in the world. Mm-hmm. Like reality TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll get a notification like, oh, you average two and a half minutes, two and a half hours on your phone. You ever get that notification mm-hmm. saying, I'm always like, I average that much on my phone? Like, I don't remember doing anything on my phone. I don't fucking use my phone for nothing. Like, Two and a half hours? You could read a book and you could read a play in two and a half hours, you know? Yeah. And not have been on your phone. Like, yeah, that's true. I think of that too. I'm like, well, that's just phone. And I feel like I never look at my phone, but clearly I do. It's all those little times over the day, right? Oh, yeah, those add up. That's what I'm getting to, you know? Like, do you, no one's on their phone for two and a half hours straight. It's like 15 seconds, a minute, just checking the time. And you're just, and that adds up to, you know, 24 hours in a day, two and a half of them. Just went to doing nothing. Now, what other nothings were you doing all day? You gotta, you gotta say fuck you, nothings. Yeah. You gotta get those out of your system. You just gotta. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think having a point where, because um, I mean, I by all means, like today, I'm I'm a little hungover. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like I'd love to veg out and do nothing, but um, this for me, doing this podcast is an action towards a creative effort and that's a creative pillar. So like you, Mm -hmm. Alex, I have my own pillars that are very, very similar to yours. Um, but, uh, the, the creative pillar would be something that I'm trying to get better at, better at cooking, better. Um, Mm -hmm. that's all creative. You know, I, I love, I love that stuff. I love uh, music, you know, writing, writing better songs. Like I I think, I think having a hobby that you like could get into like when there's, and we won't have the energy for it every day. And if it's just a hobby, people might not take it seriously. But I do think there is value in a flow state you can get yourself into in terms of, and it's meditative in, in itself of a, you know, like whether it be a really good book or, or guitar or, gosh, it could be anything. I mean, you could get in a flow state of like looking at finances or something, whatever that, whatever, whatever gives you your jollies, you know, whatever gets your rocks off. I think, I think having an investment into that, to creating, having a creative pillar because, you know, you're missing, you might miss the target in terms of like a deadline you're self-imposing. But I mean, I was a little stressed out about not being able to get the podcast. I guess we can go back to gratitude for this one, Mm -hmm. but the, uh, you know, I, this, with this whole thing about self-scrutiny and self-compassion, like you got to be in the middle. You got to have the golden mean because Mm -hmm. I was very self-scrutinizing. I was very like hard on myself when I was like with all the snow and the timing, I was like, Fuck, Alex, like people, uh, by the way, everyone, thanks for uh, emailing and making sure we're safe. We are, that was very kind of you. We're here. We're here. We're here for you. Um, and it was well worth it because I didn't want to push out no mediocre bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I, I think um, I think missing the mark and the target for our own, my own self-imposed, we got to get them, we, we got to get them out by Wednesdays. I think taking a step back and being like, well, that is sure an arbitrary deadline, mm-hmm. but having... But I'd rather have quality than, mm-hmm. than that sort of forced, contrived nature of things, right? Like, mm-hmm, Of course. So I think, um, I was getting back to gratitude. Oh, yeah, I, I did mention gratitude for a sec. Yeah, I just, I mean, 
we got to be grateful for the fact that, um, you know, I, I know sometimes we come off a little preachy in certain ways, or at least I do. And I think we found tools to help. These, these are not, this is not the silver bullet approach to take down the, the big beast of life. But I do think that uh, there is a, a certain point where you kind of have to get real with intentionality and actionability and in these sense of, uh, I might have just made that word up, but it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like you got to have the purpose of life is, <laughs> I think just living as consciously and meaningfully as possible. And I, I don't, I can expand on that another time, but it's more along the lines of, um, I think dedicating the purpose of life. I think we really should be dedicating some time to see what, um, what our sense is, like what, what motivates you? Because a little bit of motivation goes a fucking long way. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Stefan's been on this thing lately with, um, it's when he's talking about David Goggins. Like, you know, it's in your mind. Go do it. Go do it. This is mental, right? You, like, spark yourself up to do the action. But uh, it's kind of the other philosophy of, like, well, doing the action, even if you don't want to do it, doing the action sparks the mentality that by by literally doing it you then feel the mentality of of doing it yeah there's a like i know what you're talking david about. goggins was that way with the, as a runner you know he's like a fat guy overweight like just drinking milkshakes couldn't run or anything and just said you just got up every single day and ran now he's like a world record holder and all that like he just did it like yeah. by doing it your mindset now it's you know iron core mindset like you're a different person. You're like a hardened stone. I think, so I think action precedes motivation. I think act first. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. So It's, it's the it, action's the toughest thing. Anything right. we always talk, like uh, tortilla flats, always talking yourself out of doing the action because right. doing the action is the tough part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's tortilla flat. Great fucking book. Uh, yeah, I think I think that is because it's you. You want to feel motivated, motivated enough intrinsically to be like, no, I do want to do this action because it means a lot to me. But like, I think that's I think you nailed it on the head when if it means a lot to you, there shouldn't be any motivating factor. It's just do and your motivation will catch up. Start with the action, the motivation will catch up. But first, ask why. Why should I do this? What What is the reason for doing this? And if it aligns with this short term action aligns with your long-term values, then why the fuck aren't you doing that, you little lazy bitch? Mm-hmm. Getting tired of these lazy bitches out there. This is a great Bright Eyes song. I think it's in uh, Road to Joy, but uh, I'm reading, thinking, reading, Bright Eyes song. Every day I'm on the clock. Like, my mind races with all my longings, but can't keep up with what I got. Every day he's working, every day he's on the clock by forcing himself to be creative. Like, mm-hmm. every day I'm reading, writing, fo- I'm on the clock every day, but then, like, it does hit, right? Mm-hmm. You do, by doing that, even though it's really hard, do anything creative. Yeah, it's that's a, that's an awesome, awesome way to put it. And I, I think, uh, so, I think, I mean, you mentioned earlier, we mentioned earlier about six months ago how I was in a different mindset. You know, I mean, you know how it was. Yeah. Going, going through the dark ages, in the modern ages. Yeah. It's easy to do, man, with COVID and, and, and uh, being single and, and just the job market. And just it was just so many things. And There's it, a, f- a couple times there in somewhere where we're, we're like, we didn't talk for a while. And like me and Sam are like legitimately worried. You know, I was like, and with Stefan, like he made some decisions. So did I. Like we've yeah. all got points where, I mean, we actually were like nervous. Like this behavior, like the mentality that this person is in right now, you can tell like 
it's going to be hard to pull them out of that. Like when it's, you're so good at realizing when you're in your own head, but it's nice to see you because like when you're in that pit, like at one point, you can never imagine what it feels like to feel like what you do right now. That's where the gratitude comes in. Yeah. And, that, and, that's, and that's what I'm getting to is that the gratitude for what I'm feeling right now because it took, all it took was action and motivation because it was, it was a neurotic tailspin of just disappointment after disappointment. It was like, I honestly, like for 2020, I'm like, it was a little more reckless than some of my other previous years. <laughs> I was kind of just going with it. But yeah, I mean, it was when you're so far in it, like the littlest amount of light you need, you need to kind of create your own light at the end of the tunnel. Now, whether it be a light at the end of the tunnel or a bathroom light and in the bathroom and you're throwing up on all fours in the toilet, either way, there's a light going on and mm-hmm. you got You just got to act. You just got to purge out the toxicity and move on and find just the simplest step you can make. The littlest thing of sparking joy or wonder or awe or beauty, getting in touch with nature really helped in, in certain in certain aspects. And of course, being with you and Sam helped. But like, there's a there's a point where um, that inward reflection has to take place, and you have to really know what the fuck you want. Because if you don't, you're just gonna be spinning your wheels. And that's what I felt in 2020, like after the breakup, after COVID started. And no job was getting back to me. It was just spinning the wheels, spinning the wheels, waiting for just... But you know what? I've always said this. I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery. (laughs) That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. And I'm so fucking glad it just took... It just took me... When I I got the call about the job that they they hired me, um, I was doing a lift ride. It was my last lift ride I've ever done. Actually, like that was the last one I ever did. And I dropped the guy off, and I called back the number. They tell me I got the job, and I got off the phone, and I just cried. I was just weep. I was just like, someone actually finally acknowledged me, and it was that intention setting going forward. Okay, what do I need to do to feel flourishing, and what do I need to do to feel like I have a sense more purpose? Okay, I'm driven in these ways, and then I started kind of creating my goals and my islands of like, hey, this would really like. It helped me out if I maybe got into a better place that I wasn't breathing in fucking mold and had like heat in my apartment. Like, you mm-hmm. know, start with the lively, start with like the mm-hmm. basics, the real bodily goods and uh, getting out of there. And it just this this forward momentum. It just and it just seemed like once it starts, like you feel like you can tackle a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. The, those harder. I don't know. Maybe it's like a harder song to learn on guitar or something. You know, when like you get to that point when you finish that song, you're like, you fucking you go through the trials and tribulations of like. Okay, plucking this. Okay, this slides. Like, you finally get to a point where you're like, oh, once it's done, you're like, okay, what else can I do? Now I'm fucking, I got the fire. Like, I'm not insecure about my capabilities and me being ineffectual. Like, I am effectual. I make change. I make action. I'm a mover and shaker. Let's fucking do it. And you just grab life by this fucking, those little hairy testicles. You know what I'm talking about? Mine are big. Yeah, yeah. How do you get yours so big? Just lots of spinach. I thought you were gonna say spinning like of the wheels, like that's uh no, it's spinach, <laughs> just like Popeye bun. So it just straight up goes in, you eat it, and it goes straight to your testicles. It's like an amazing vegetable, all kinds of benefits. Sounds like some power greens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I brought the honeycomb over. Oh God. To do the ASMR thing. You but... want to do it in the toilet? That's. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, we're good. Um, Save right. it. Save the... Don't do the ASMR right now. I'm not going to do it right You don't now. want a mouthful of honey. 
I also don't want to butt into the honeycomb. Because yeah. you and I are in the bathroom. Oh, All right, yeah. anyway, uh, Alex, you want to cap off anything? You want to round out? You want to plug anything? What do you got to talk about? Mm. Well, appreciate your settings, of course. Appreciate electricity. If you're, in a ha- if you're in a relationship, appreciate that. Be just happy that you got one because some people are bummed they don't have one. Like, you were bummed till you got in one. Yeah. So, like, yeah, cool. I'm happy about that. What else can I work on? Okay, that. If I just do these things, I should be happier. That's what I want. I'm going to go try that. And then just try it, I guess. That's what I'm in the middle of this right now, this process myself. So give me a couple months of work and all that and, like, seeing the, you know, trepidation in the beginning and kind of, like, early. You know, you're not, like, I'm not 100% committed to the job yet in my mind. I'm sure, still, like, sure. kind of clawing back. But I know that's just go 100% in. Just right. go the opposite way. So I know I'm, like, right there. Yeah. I'm training for, like, a week. I'm, like, fuck. So I'm but, excited to just... And even if it's not that job, the, the effort to put into any job that you care about is that that drive will carry on over, right? Yeah. It's a transitive... It will, will, it will transition over. Yeah. There's nothing people do... Stefan told me this. Like, no, mo- there's nothing people do that's that hard. Like, most people can do anything, mm-hmm. like, physically and a job, like... You know, you, you need a college education to get the job, but when you actually get the job, it's like, dude, a smart high schooler can do this. Like, yes. it's just like doing paperwork and shit. There's no, like, right. actual... Right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll plug something real quick. Ow! Oh, that wasn't the wall socket. Uh, there is electricity there, bud. Excuse me. I'm a plumber. God, go pitch something. <laughs> I'm, pitch, ah. I'm pitching a tent right now. Pitch me so I can go look at Jackie more. Jesus. Um, I'm actually, I want to say real quick, I'm a very grateful that uh, Jackie and Sam are fucking hitting it off. And yeah, soon to be they're hanging s- out right now. Soon to be scissor sisters. They're going to have a lot of clam chowder. Excited. Love it. So they can be in love. We can be in love. This is all just a love no fest. Problem. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to plug in something real quick. It's called a podcast I've been listening to. Uh, that, sorry, that's not what it's called. It's called Practical Stoic, which is a podcast I've been listening to. Uh, specifically, listen to Seneca on philosophy as the guide of life. It was funny because as I was writing this out, um, I had that playing and there was a lot of things that were like lining up stuff that in terms of like goals and values, it's really helpful. Seneca being a stoic Roman, Roman times, uh, would have been probably early 100 BC, I'd imagine maybe slightly AD. Uh, but anyways, maybe slightly ADD. Let me pitch your tent, baby. Um, so that's <laughs> why. Why do we say the shit that we do? <laughs> Anyways, uh, check out that check out that podcast specifically that that episode. It really, it, if you guys like this episode, I think there's gonna be a lot of things that dovetail into this that you'll appreciate about that. So yeah, that was uh, Seneca on philosophy as the guide of life, and that was on the Practical Stoic podcast. Let's go smell some women out there. I want to smell them. Oh, I just smelled some of my Matt's tacos. Oh. You, how did you like, tell the, tell the audience what you just ate for the first time. Oh, I want to plug in uh, Matt's tacos. <laughs> Specifically the, the, the brisket taco. Oh, fuck, dude. I apologized. And I was eating the taco. I apologized that it took so long to find it. Yeah, it's incredible. I was eating, I'm like, I don't know, 31 years? I mean, I made the effort. I couldn't find you. Why couldn't you make the effort? And we had a conversation and... Our taste buds coalesced and culminated. <laughs> oh, 
God. Um, anyways, people, uh, Matt's Barbecue Tacos. That's, and that's a food cart pod by our house. Who knew? It's like Texas-style tacos. That barbecue. is the guide to life. Matt's yeah. Barbecue Tacos. Thank you, Matt. Matt, you've done it again. Boy. <laughs> yeah, this is good. I'm so glad that the snow's gone. The power's back. So glad Jackie's around. Yes. All fucking good. We're all hunky-dory over here. And, uh, yeah, everyone, we love you. And uh, show gratitude. Create momentum. Uh, you know, you guys got to identify your fucking pillars. Don't make me ask you again. Don't make him tell you again how to find your pillars, essay. You find your pillars and you fight for it, okay? Um, uh, who's the guy? Danny Trejos? Trejo, yeah. Trejo, yeah. Is that who you're trying to be? I know you think of me like I'm a Danny Trejo slash like George Clooney. Character. Okay, everyone. We love you. Goodbye. Wait, no. Buddy Bonanza, Friday Show podcast about comedy culture Bathroom connection. Edition. Bathroom edition. Bye-bye. Baby. Bye.